Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Beers and Fears podcast, where we do nothing but get drunk and watch stupid horror movies. So, uh, my name's Tucker Miller, and I'll be your host for the day, and this is my special guest host. Guest host. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Thank yeah, that, you for having me. Yeah, that's you, man. You are the guest that's host me. today. Uh, by the way, his name's Tanner Crawford, since he can't say his own name. Nope, can't do that. So, and which I give you the honors to pick the movie of the day. And so, what movie did you pick, Tanner? Well, today we're going to be talking about a Netflix classic called Oculus. Ooh, classic is such a heavy-handed word. I said Netflix classic. Don't oh. get that. Don't get that twisted. Ooh. All right. So, <laughs> so yeah. Devin won't be joining us today because he's still sick. But I have Tanner here, and this is why we're not doing the Insidious series. Um, so, yeah, Oculus. Jesus. Okay, so Tucker, you, you, you just you just watched the movie. What can you give us a little rundown of what the movie's about and any stars that may have made it past the crappy horror film genre and things like that. Oh, God, Oculus. Oh, God. Okay. So, um, this movie, this movie grinds my fucking gears, man. (laughs) Um, So, the only way I could possibly think of doing this is going straight to the Wikipedia and hitting up the plot because I tried to write my own plot summary for this movie and I was like, I don't have enough fucking paper. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what the fuck, man? Um, A bad mirror, redhead, Doctor Who. Boo. The end. (laughs) Boo. Boo. Jump scares. (laughs) Which, surprisingly, there were... Like no jump scares in the entire movie. There was one, which I guess you could call a jump scare. Which is, uh, I'll hand it to the movie. It's surprisingly rare nowadays. I will say one thing: the acting isn't that great, but the actual the actual premise of like what what's actually scary, you don't really see a whole lot. Like you can name a whole bunch of slasher films, you can name a whole bunch of possession films, but you can't really name a whole bunch of movies with a mirror that fucking kills people. Yeah. Like yeah. Um, I was actually really excited for this movie when it came out. I was begging all my friends to go with me and everyone's like, what the fuck is that? What is Oculus? What does that word even mean? Because, you know, I hang out with a bunch of fucking plebs. But um, I was really, really excited to see this movie. And um, I saw it not too long after it came out. I think I saw it once it hit DVD and I was glad I did not spend money on a ticket. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 fun fact, I actually ended up watching that with, uh, with Dalton and Stephanie over at their house. Oh, nice. Jenna happened to be there too, which was really unfortunate because, you know, there was already redhead on screen for me to look at. So I didn't need her there. (laughs) All right. All right, Tanner. Yeah. Okay, so our audience isn't going to know who any of these people are. 
That's true. That's fair. <laughs> so, moving forward from that, just um, Tanner's a super good friend of mine. He actually used to live with me. And so, uh, that's why he's talking about people you may have never even heard of in your life. So, uh, <laughs> anyways. Um, okay, so I have the plot summary pulled up. Oh, this movie gives me a headache. And the first, the first line of the Wikipedia plot summary tells you exactly why. The film takes place in two different times. Yeah. Unfortunately, these times are like present day, 11 years ago, present day, 11 years ago, present day, 11 years ago. It every five minutes it jumps back and forth between timelines. Uh, Which flashback movies aren't necessarily bad, but it's it's not really consistent in the movie. It's too yeah. much. It's hard to follow. Yeah. Okay. Honestly, what they could have done was they could have done a smash cut of everything that happened eleven years ago in the beginning of the movie, like. That would have throwing a smash cut in the beginning, yes, is a little bit more like cheap, but it would have saved us like I don't know, like eight hundred and sixty seven thousand minutes of exposition that is just like hammered into your brain. Like they don't try to be well, they try to be sly about it, but it doesn't work. Um so back to the the plot summary. In 2002, a software engineer, Alan Russell, moves into a new house with his wife, Marie, 10-year-old son, Tim, and 12-year-old daughter, Kaylee. Alan purchases an antique mirror to decorate his office. Unbeknownst to them, the mirror supernaturally induces hallucinations. Marie is haunted by visions of her own body decaying while Alan is seduced by a ghostly woman named Marisol, who has mirrors in the place of her eyes. Hmm. Um, Original. Yeah, but I never un- I never got that. With the eyes, her eyes just look like they're like shiny, like like not not shiny as in reflective, shiny as in emitting light. They they look illuminated. They don't look like they're reflective. Did okay. Did you ever? Like, assume her eyes were mirrors. Honestly, never. That like, the, the the this this whole this whole thing in the plot summary is completely new to me. So yeah, like they they, they never did any sort of like close up on her eyes or anything. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, I think I kind of went over the audience's head. I mean, the the symbolism would have been a nice touch had we got it. Oh, yeah. Like, that would have made a lot of sense. But, like, the whole time I'm going, wow, like, okay, so, like, you make her look like ghosts because she has shiny eyes. Like, I was just like, oh, you guys are just really bad at this. It turns out they were really bad at it. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's basically what, what happened, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. 
moving on. <laughs> Over time, the parents become psychotic. Alan isolates himself in his office, and Marie becomes withdrawn and paranoid. All of the plants in the house die. The family dog disappears after being shut in the office with the mirror. After Kaylee sees Alan with Marisol, she tells her mother in the parents' fight. One night, Marie goes insane and attempts to kill her children, but Alan locks her away. When the family runs out of food, the children realize that their father is under the influence of the mirror, so Kaylee goes to seek help from their mother and finds her chained to the wall acting like an animal. Kaylee and Tim try going to their neighbors for help, but the neighbors disbelieve their stories. When Kaylee attempts to use the phone, she discovers that all of her phone calls are answered by the same man. Um, I will say the two actually, there, there are two scenes in the movie that were particularly like terrifying. Not necessarily like jump scary, but were pretty like hard to watch. One of them was watching the kids find uh, Marie chained to yeah. chained to the wall, like all this all this shit going wrong. That's got to be really tough for a kid to see. Forget forget slasher films where it's like, ah, oh, a guy in a mask thing, you know, he came after me, ringing in the yeah. whatever. But actually seeing your mom chained to a wall, starved and deranged, yeah, fuck that. That would yeah, scarred me for life I, for sure. That that scene is actually, I'd say one of the better scenes. Not necessarily like. Oh my gosh, like that's so touchy. No, but you're like, holy shit. Cause you honestly, you don't really expect it. But, um, for sure. Yeah. So it says, uh, one night Alan unchains Marie and both parents attack the children. Marie briefly comes to her senses only to be shot dead by Alan. The children try to destroy the mirror, but it tricks them, making them believe they're hitting the mirror when they're actually hitting the wall. Alan also experiences a moment of lucidity and kills himself by forcing Tim to pull the trigger of the gun and shoot him. Before dying, he begs the children to run, but Marisol and the other victims of the mirror appear as horrific ghosts. The police arrive and take Tim into custody. Before the siblings are separated, they promise to reunite as adults and destroy the mirror. As Tim is taken away, he sees the ghosts of his parents watching him from the house. And that's the end of the 11-year period. Um, see, moving like this, it's pretty straightforward. You're like, holy shit, some crazy stuff is going down. Um... But what you have to remember is I'm reading this as 11 years ago and then present day. That is not how the movie rolls out. The movie starts in present day for about uh, 10 minutes in the first scene. Well, the first scene actually starts with the dream sequence. Which, Jesus Christ, if you want to be super confused... Watch that fucking scene. <laughs> I will say, though, the way that they cut it with, uh, you know, the ending of the 11-year period with Tim being dragged away by the police and the ending, which I won't spoil because we haven't got to yet, where how they were kind of synonymous oh, yeah. with each other, was definitely a good choice. And, you know, flashbacks in movies are okay. They should happen, I think, I think three times oh, is my limit. Unless you're in a TV show, which, of course, that, that'll, that'll drag on hey, for a Cam. season or so. See, air hey, 
the island. Hey, you're, yeah, you're you're cutting out. Yeah, you it me? was just you were you're getting pretty choppy, so I wanted to stop you before you uh, before you you know kept going. Go ahead and say. Okay. Go ahead and say what okay, you're I saying. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, flashbacks, you know, are good for maybe two, maybe three times in a movie, unless it's a TV show. See Arrow, where half the show takes place on that goddamn <laughs> island. Unfortunately, but as a matter of fact, just don't watch Arrow. That's a horror movie all in itself, but dragged on for five seasons. <laughs> Anyway, flashbacks are, you know, like I said, two to three times are all right, but anything after that is, is just, it's oh, yeah. too much. It's way too much. Yeah, uh, flashbacks are great for movies, and they're a great way to, like, visualize exposition instead of, you know, some lady just being like, 11 years ago, this is what happened, blah, 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 because that's just fucking boring. But the thing is, this movie... God, I should have counted the flashbacks. I'd say there was at least 17, 18 flashbacks. All right, talking to you there. Yeah, sorry, we had a uh, we had the recording cut out. But um, as I was saying, uh, oh God, the movie has like 18 different, you know, it switches back and forth like 18 or 19 different times. Um and it gets it gets so drug out. Like I would almost rather an old lady just be like, "This is what happened." And so, anyways, um, this is the story of two children in a mirror. Shut up, grandma. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this is where they're talking present day. Eleven years later, Tim is discharged from a psychiatric hospital having come to believe that there were no supernatural events involved in his parents' death. Kaylee has spent most of her young adulthood researching the history of the mirror. Using her position as an employee of an auction house, she accesses to... Oh, gosh. She obtains access to the mirror and has it transported to the family home where she places it in a room filled with surveillance cameras and a kill switch, an anchor weighted to the ceiling. Kaylee intends to destroy the mirror, but first wants to document its powers, proving Tim's innocence. Tim attempts to convince Kaylee that she's wrong, and the siblings argue. Oh my god, they argue for so fucking long. Okay, this is one of those moments in horror films where you're like cringing, you're like, Oh, but what if they just got into the running car and got away from the yeah, cabin? Or like, you know, hey, maybe you should not go upstairs to the room where you heard the noise and the person screaming. Like, oh my god, this mm, this scene goes on for like ten minutes of them. J- and Tim's just like, Jesus Christ, let it go, just let it go, and we can destroy the mirror, and that way there's no more plot for the movie yeah. to happen. We're gonna end this movie quickly. No. Okay, let's drag it the fuck on. Yeah, like, honestly, I would have been happier if that would have happened. If he would have just been like, you know what, fuck this, and goes in there with a ball-peen hammer and just taps it right in the middle. Like, they argue. Oh, my God. It's like, she is, like, paranormal. Shit is going on. You don't understand. And he's like, Hey, like, I've been in a psych ward for, like, fucking 11 years. Can we not do this? Which, by the way, she's a total fucking cunt for wrapping her brother into this 
considering, you know, he took the rap. He's got all this fucking mental damage because of it. And she's just like, yeah, so I'm just going to, like, bring you right back in the day you get out. Which, by the way, beautiful moment of acting for the guy that plays Tim. Uh, when she when she tells him, you know, we're going to go after the mirror, and all of a sudden his demeanor totally changes, and he looks up along with that little, like, um, type horror movie sound effect. Yeah. Definitely, like, uh, bitch, bitch, you got me fucked up. Yeah, like, um, honestly, oh, man, I really enjoy his acting in this. And, man, it he did really good. And it's totally, um, how, how do you, how do you put it? Um, give me a second, just a second. Um, gosh, it's totally overshadowed. Yeah, it's totally overshadowed by, um, what's her name? What is, oh, the, uh, the chick from uh, Doctor Who, the redhead? Yeah, yeah, what is her name? Oh, geez. I'm pretty sure it's also Kaylee. No, no it's Karen. Karen yeah. Gillian. Karen, Karen Gillian. Yeah, in this movie, I did not enjoy her acting. And I think she is a total babe, man. I I thoroughly enjoyed her in Doctor Who. Um, what was that? What was that brand new movie that came out? Uh, Jumanji? The new Jumanji movie? Oh, did not see that. Oh my god, dude! You my, might, my, see, my watch that. Bad. Usually, if the Rock is in it, I'm. I'm. I hate to say it, but I'm. I'm not there. To yeah. See it. At least not paying money. Yeah, I. I'm normally like not about that life either, but uh, I. I really enjoyed that movie. Uh, anyways, this is a horror movie review, not Jumanji, <laughs> which I mean, I absolutely. I guess in some people's cases, they would consider it a horror movie. Maybe yeah. the first one because it was it was definitely t- it was it was very much a, a thriller with, you know, the hunter. Hey, uh, sorry guys, we're having some pretty bad connection issues, and I'm not quite sure why. Tanner, are you still with us? Yep, still here. Okay, and for some reason, God, what the hell is going on? Okay. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what they were trying to do with this movie. Tanner, are you still there? Yeah, uh, I'm still here. Okay. I'm still here. I, I was just I making t- sure because it was, it got super quiet. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's me for sure. But yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think what they were trying to do is definitely try to have it, uh, you know how in some movies like they definitely have like the the flashback sequences and they give you like little hints of the plot, but you don't really know where it's going, and then all of a sudden it just gets really cohesive in the third act movie, and then bang, it's like an M Night Shyamalan plot twist, and you're like, oh my god, the horror, and then the end of the movie, which is what I think they were yes. trying to do. But the fact that they but but the fact that they kind of spoiled the whole thing because what they were trying to do with that last shot was you know when he's dra- being dragged away as a little boy by the police, and then you know, again, as an adult, that plot point's already ruined. If they had just had him as an adult, you know, kind of just casually walk into his sister for a lunch date, 
and said, hey, you know, let's go destroy this mirror. He's like, no, no, we can't do it because because, you know, they don't explain. They goes, you know what happened with the mirror. And she goes, I know what happened, but we're going to destroy it. Yeah. Had they not that first plot of the movie, I would have changed the whole tone near the end. You're like, oh, I get it. You know, he fucking killed his dad with a gun because the mirror made him do it. And it's like, that's really sad. And now his sister's, you know, her head's chopping half and all that. Yeah, like, I don't know. It was super, like, convoluted and shit. Like, I couldn't understand a fucking thing that was going on. And not because, like, I'm like, oh, man, this is really deep. I don't know what's happening. This thing's got me tired. No, I'm like, just fucking get on with it. Like, I can assume what's going to happen. But for some reason, half this shit doesn't make sense and until the end of the movie, but not in a good way. Like, right, it exactly. It doesn't make sense because it's legitimately confusing. Um, yeah, and uh, so Tim attempts to convince Kaylee that she's wrong and the siblings argue. When they notice the house plants begin to wilt, they review the camera footage and see themselves performing actions they have no memory of. Tim finally accepts that the mirror has an evil power and attempts to escape the house with Kaylee, only for the pair to be drawn back by the mirror's influence. Seeing a hallucination of her mother, Kaylee stabs it in the neck, only to realize that she has stabbed her fiancé. They try to call the police, but are only able to reach the same voice who spoke to them on the phone as children. Tim activates the kill switch, realizing too late that Kaylee stood in its path and he has killed her. The police arrive to arrest him, who is hysterical, just as they did when he was younger. As, as both a boy and an adult, Tim claims the mirror is responsible. As he's taken away, Tim's adult incarnation sees Kaylee's ghost standing in the house with his parents. <sighs> Finally, I'm fucking through it. Um, <laughs> no more, just, no more of that shit kept, show. It's all right. It's okay. Try, Tell me to get in my army. It's so hard to speed through it. Oh my god. So, anyways. Um, that's it, it's a really super condensed version of the movie um the there's a lot there's a lot of really good scenes in this movie um one, none of which are in the plot so just just to be clear for the the audience listening you have to watch the movie and, and listen to none of the story to get to the actual like, oh visual yeah most definitely the like they did a, a lot of really good things um dude one thing i noticed like what the fuck this is this is a, a film done by WWE Studios. What the fuck? Well, that's where that's okay. Now that explains a yeah. lot. That yeah, dude, the first lot. thing when you turn the movie on, it's like <laughs> WWE, and then it's like Blumhouse. After that, I don't know. I was like, like, well, oh god, oh god. Oh, well, like bothered me. I was like. Normally, there's a wrestler. So the whole time, I was waiting for like some dumbass wrestler to come out. Yeah, if this ends up coming back to WWE Studios, my first question to you is, hey, we got a shit movie from you. Why wasn't Stone Cold Steve Austin in? Because that's what I yeah. would have wanted. That's <laughs> what everybody wanted. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, man. Because I, I, I had seen the movie before I watched it today. And I was like, what the fuck? I did not remember that. Um, yeah. So when she's talking, it, it says that she was doing research and stuff. So she's trying to like record what what's going on, like with cameras. And she spends 
10 minutes, literally 10 minutes talking about the history, the history of the mirror. Yeah, inside the house. Well, the mirror is already fucking with her. Wouldn't you could have done that? I don't know. At home. Yeah. I when mean, they weren't on. I, yeah, like the the mirror is like directly behind her, which you, the whole time. Yeah, like you you figure she would want to like knock all this shit out before she has the mirror in her possession because like, I mean. From what we've seen, the 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 mirror starts fucking with her within like thirty minutes. Not <laughs> even, just and so like it's it, it's dumb as shit for her to stand there and be like, so in seventeen eighty one this happened. So in eighteen forty two, like shut the fuck up, you're gonna die. Like, mm. Was that was that your Scottish accent? It took me a second. I thought you were just trying to talk like like an old like 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 well, like Italian immigrant from like the the eighties. I was like, oh, we come here and we have rats. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, I don't know what the fuck that was. I'm sitting, I'm, I'm sitting here <laughs> sipping on Carlo Rossi and grape juice right now, like. Back the fuck up, man. <laughs> <laughs> Step off my shit. Uh, Get off my pot. Okay, yeah. so like the the main power of this mirror is that it gives visual hallucinations. Like um, th- that's its main power. Um, and then you know, secondarily, it can like make you think you're doing one thing, but you're actually doing another. Um, a small scene spoiler. I. I've got to talk about it. Uh, but I mean, there's plenty more. The movie's worth a watch one time. It definitely is. But I've got to talk about this small scene. So a light bulb goes out and her brother's like, oh, got to check. Yeah. Yeah. He, oh, he this one. The yes. The light bulb walks away. It blows out in front of uh, Karen Gillan's character. And uh, she's like, "Ah, oh, fuck, no big deal." And she's eating an apple when she when when she goes over there, and she's nomming on this apple. Goes over there with a box of light bulbs. Is like, "Oh, change it out." It immediately blows out, and so she pulls another light bulb out, sets it sets the light bulb down by her apple, and and immediately you're like, "Oh, bitch, she's gonna eat the light bulb." Oh shit, no! And so she. Changes the light bulb, stays on. She walks away, grabs her apple, takes a big ass juicy bite, and then like just blood starts gushing out of her mouth and shit. And she's like, "Oh my god!" Like she's, it's it's, oh my god! Like it's hilarious the amount that she's freaking out. Like she's like, "Oh, oh my god!" Like she's like sticking her tongue out and shit, like pulling these huge shards of glass out of her mouth. And then her brother's like, yo, are you good? And she's like sitting there pulling a- pulling apple out of her fucking mouth. Looking <laughs> like she's si- <laughs> like she's sitting there just like pulling <laughs> apple out of her mouth with like this disgusted face. I lost my 
<laughs> it's all mealy. I hate I it. My shit. When I, when I saw that scene, I was laughing so hard. Because you see other movies like play it out opposite. Like they're like, oh, the apple's rotten. But then turns out it's like just like she's eating a brick or something, you know. But no, but no, they're like, she <laughs> thinks she's eating an apple. But then it's a light bulb. But no, nah, for real, it's an apple. Just fucking with you. Like ghost meant no harm. Just teasing you. I thought I thought that was fucking hilarious. Um but honestly, is there is there anything else you want to put into this tanner because I mean I'm done. <laughs> the thing about it is like but there's always like a like a central mm-hmm. villain to any good story, right? Yeah. And obviously the villain's the mirror. What's behind every villain is a motive. If you I mean if you see people like um, I mean, oh my gosh, it's just any super villain in general. It's like, oh, I'm going to take over the world or whatever, or any uh, entity that's like, I have to feed on children, yeah, you know, to survive and shit like that. Or, you know, like, 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 like the, like Freddie, you know, he has to be, there has to be nightmares for him to you know, go into and everything. And children have to be afraid for his, like his soul yeah. to live on forever. But the mirror has zero motive to do anything except just, just exist, even though it's an antique and it'll live on forever. Like people love antique. It'll go, it'll go on until somebody accidentally breaks it. Maybe like that would be a good use of power to be like, Oh, you know, you, you know, I, yeah, I'm going to confuse you. Yeah. You can't break me. Um, but really there is no explanation of like, you know, the, the original woman who, whose life was consumed by the mirror. There was no explanation as to why she would want revenge on the, on everybody else. It's just, uh, it's it, it makes you know zero sense. So then really, there's just you see the this, this poor kid you know be thrown in, in a mental hospital, yeah, presumably prison the next time. You'd assume we never really get that far for zero other 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 than uh, which by the way, great plot line. I love plot lines where where only one person knows the truth, and there are very obvious reasons why people won't believe the central character, and people make him out to be crazy. And and the uh, the antagonist will always make things be out of their favor. I love that. It's always that's oh that's a struggle that anybody can relate to, and and it, as what happened in real life, and is a real psychological fear that you know you, that you're that your paranoid schizophrenic and you're going crazy. So I think that's, that's yeah, all I, can, all I have. I can to agree add, with though. that because like man, by the time I got to the end of this movie, I was so fucking stressed out. I was like, just lock his ass up. Fucking end of story. Like, no one's gonna believe you anyway, dude. You might as well just give it up. Like, he knows. He should have known from the beginning. He should have just went in silence. Not, oh, the mirror did it. No, it was the mirror, not me. No, motherfucker, you know nobody's gonna listen to you. Like, he should have just went. Well, I guess to be fair, the prints on the gun and everything they would have been like hey you were fucking lying yeah <laughs> you shot your dad there's blood spatter yeah, on you I mean, kill your dad and then he what was that then he, then he would have went to like like adult jail not like a like like a kitty okay, mentally so you go to big boy jail now <laughs> yeah. you can go to kitty mental health yeah. jail or you go to big boy jail but fuck you, but um, yeah. yeah, and of course, like, I, um, 
the one kind of thing that I thought was ingenious was, you know, she's recording everything, but like it's all happening in their mind. And so all the evidence points that, you know, them doing some weird ass shit and then people dying. And, and so I think that's kind of clever, but I mean, the execution was not there. So, yeah, absolutely. I think, I think that the cast was good. I think that the script was pretty terrible. Not great. Production design. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the movie looks great. Um, the mirror looks very, movie, yeah, the mirror looks very, like, foreboding, and you can tell that shit is evil. Like, as soon as you see it, you're like, we can shut this movie off now. I know who done it. Yeah, I'm asking, uh, Scooby. I blame the director 100%. This movie is garbage because of the director, <laughs> uh, which I totally forgot to look up. Like, the movie was halfway decent for being a, a basically a, a second-hand hey. wrestling movie. Imagine if somebody like maybe hey, Lionsgate Dan. Studios had gotten a hold of that. Go ahead and repeat What's what up? you said. You cut out pretty bad. My bad. Well, I, I will say that for basically what uh, what studio the director had get, had gotten, he did an all-right job. Imagine if maybe like... Hey, Tanner... Had had decided to distribute the movie, or what's that, Tucker? You still Tucker, there, Tanner? Can you hear me? Yeah, I mean you're you're cutting up like fucking chopped onions. Yeah, I can hear you right? now. Can you hear me? Kind of. I mean, you're still, Hold on. Give me you're a still cutting up. Can you hear me better now? Yeah, you. Can, I can hear you. Hello. All right there. Can you hear me better? What's uh, that? By the way, this movie. This movie was directed by Mike Flanagan. Mike Flanagan. Fucking okay. shame on you. You suck a dick. All right. So. Fuck you, Mike Flanagan. Make a better movie. But as I was saying before, had had some a real yeah, studio gotten a hold probably. of it, maybe they would have made made uh, better decisions I, yeah, and fought with the director like, a little more, like so we would have gotten Gate. a better cut of the movie. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, like definitely. I, I'll never forget that that uh, you know a halfway decent horror movie. You know, it's always their like <laughs> logo that, but it's yeah. always in blood yeah, red like whenever it's a horror movie. And you're like, shit. oh yeah, I'm, always like, I'm about to get my shit scared. Here we go. <laughs> All right, so one out of ten oh, mirrors. Oh shit! What would you rate this movie? One being good, ten or one being bad, ten being fantastic. I would say five out of ten mirrors, mostly for the good, good production design, decent acting, and uh, halfway a, a good idea. Definitely an original idea, something to actually get you to go see the movie. The bad, the other five mirrors that are missing, yeah, I would I say can is definitely, definitely the agree script. with that. 
uh, and just uh, basically the movie not being cohesive. It yeah, says I'm gonna have to say like three out of ten mirrors, because uh, and I'm giving them one of the points because somehow they roped Karen Gillan's ass three? into being in this movie. But honestly, she didn't do that great. She didn't do that great of a job anyway. That's fair. And normally, I really, really like her acting. Stick to sci-fi. It's a damn shame. Oh yeah, we're still blaming the director, right? We're just gonna the director is Mike Flanagan. Shame on you! You fucked this whole movie up. Now what's 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 shitty about that is Mike Flanagan was fucking Mike Flanagan. Uh, he wrote it. Um, I'm, I, the guest, the the audience can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure this is based off of a book he wrote. So we're kind of fucked. Hmm. any genre so yeah um so you're cutting out pretty bad this was um it was kind of a really rough recording so you give it five out of ten mirrors i give it three out of ten mirrors um i think we're gonna have to call it for a day this is uh this has been the beers and fears podcast thank you all yeah definitely get this fucking mess together yeah, definitely. This has been the Beards and Fears. All right, Tucker, thanks for, thanks for having me on your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, be sure to share this if you guys liked it. Make sure you rate us on Apple Podcasts, rate and review. Um, if you have any concerns, um, movie review um, suggestions, go ahead and shoot us. An email at beers and fears podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we have a Twitter. I, I fail every time to remember our Twitter. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't fucking remember our Twitter. But um, we have one. Uh, you can find this on any of your favorite podcatchers. Make sure you share it to your friends. But uh, Tara, I'm going to go ahead and let you go. And uh, thanks for coming on the show. All right. Thanks for having me. See you guys later.